to all of you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We just want to apologize for opening a bit late. Just, just a mix up with the keys. Amen. Amen. Is the apology accepted? Amen. All right. As we turn to the book First Kings. Chapter 22. From verse 1. I said it's First Kings 22. From verse 1. He found it written in this manner. I'll wait until it is found. Amen. I heard one minister saying, you can be forgiven for missing the book of, uh, which is the small prophet, one of the minor prophets in the Bible. John uh, Micah. Oh, you can be forgiven to miss the book of Micah. But you can never be forgiven if you miss Genesis or Matthew. Amen. Because sometimes you can call out a scripture and somebody doesn't know where it is. You just pretend to be reading as well. Amen. If somebody comes closer, they move the Bible. Amen. Read your Bible, then you will know where the scriptures are. Amen. I won't ask if you have ever pretended to have found the text. When you have not found one. Amen. But First Kings 22, verse 1. And they continued three years without war between Syria and Israel. And it came to pass in the third year that Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, came down to the king of Israel. And the king of Israel said unto his servants, Know ye that Ramoth in Gilead is ours, and we be still? Take it not out of the hand of the king of, of Syria. And he said unto Jehoshaphat, Will thou go with me to battle to Ramoth Gilead? And Jehoshaphat said to the king of Israel, I am as thou art, my people as thy people, my horses as thy horses. And Jehoshaphat said unto the king of Israel, Inquire, I pray thee, at the word of the Lord today. As we pray, most gracious Heavenly Father, we have read this portion of the scripture, and Lord, we want you to come down and interpret the word that we have read, dear God. We committed the reading of the word to you, dear God. We want to be led by you as we are going to expound on this scripture. 
Let it be for edification, dear God, that when we leave this place, every one of us should be edified. We commit everything to you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. As you take your seats. Amen. Uh, my family is away. And they will be back on Friday. Amen. Amen. Now, this evening, I want us to speak on seeking the will of God. Amen. Amen. Uh, we were blessed on Sunday. Amen. It was a relevant message. Uh, get the tape, reflect on the message. Uh, because one sometime in the service you, you can't grasp everything at a go. Maybe if you are a mother you get disturbed by the little one. But you get the message and reflect when you are at home. Amen. Now, uh, we want to speak on seeking the will of the Lord. If you are a believer, you want to operate under the will of the Lord. Amen. That is why the common language amongst the believers is God willing. Amen. Because a believer knows that I can plan. But God can plan differently from what I have planned. And, and when a, a believer has made a plan and God disregards a plan of a believer, it doesn't offend a believer in any way. Uh, because a believer operates on God's will. Do we agree with that? That's why the Bible says, Proverbs 19 verse 21, it says, It says there are many plans in a man's heart. And a human being has got many options that he can pursue. But the Bible says, nevertheless, the counsel of the Lord or the purpose of the Lord shall prevail. Not man's ways. God's purpose shall prevail. Now, as a believer, there are times when you, you have a a dilemma in life. When the life brings you to a T-junction and you're not sure whether to turn to the left or to the right. I don't know. Is there anyone that has ever been caught between two thoughts? And both of them, they seem or Right. And you don't know which one to choose. Uh, there is a poem that I used to love uh, that says, The road not taken. Because this poet, he came to a T-junction. And he said, then I took the road less traveled. Because I could not take both of them at the same time. So as well as believers, we come to the T-junctions. 
where you don't know whether to turn to the right or to the left. And being caught between two thoughts for a long time can lead you to a mental uh, nervous breakdown. Amen. Do you, it can put your nervous system under pressure. Now, this evening, I want to help you that in many ways that we, uh, or many options that we have, how do you seek the will of the Lord? And I, I don't want to give a superficial answer because I can simply say pray about it and God will answer. But when he has answers, how will you know that he has answered? And how will you know that it is the will of the Lord? The danger part is that if you don't take a, a go by the will of the Lord, there is always a price to pay. Amen. If if you detour from God's perfect will, and you take God's permissive will, there is a a price to be paid. So as believers, we need to seek God's perfect will. There There is a perfect will, and there is permissive will. And God God does not change his mind. Amen. So we'll take you through that. Now, uh, just to get into some practicality around seeking the will of the Lord. Uh, There was a time where Brother Brenham spoke to Brother Peregrine. Amen. Your life is not on autopilot as a believer. You can never say the footsteps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord and just go everywhere. No, no, no. A believer is let. And if you are not let, the the consequences can be very dire. Amen. So that's why we are here to help you to seek the will of the Lord. Brother Brenham says to Brother Peregrine, oh, he says, Brother Peregrine, oh, Brother Peregrine uh, I need you to go to Tucson and to go and start a church there. Amen. Then by that time, I think be uh, Brother Peregrine had small children. He was, uh, I think, a president of seven uh, multinational corporations. And the prophet says, go to Tucson and start a church there. Uh, and, and he had a bed and he wanted to go. But he was indecisive. He, he will hear a mind battle. Is it the will of the Lord? Or is not the will of the Lord? Because I think maybe he must have listened to the message. Trying to do God a service without it being his will. So he, he had battles in his mind. Uh, should I go? Should I not go? And Brother Brenham could pick it up by discernment. But Brother Peregrine had, had mind battles. Now, Brother, Peri, Peri, Brother Brenham says to Brother Peregrine, you've got to love this prophet. He, he, he speaks to him in parable. He says at the airport, when an arrow an airplane is about to land there are sometimes three lights 
And it says this three lights, as long as the pilot sees the three lights, it means that the, the plane is not aligned to the, run, to the runaway. Are we together? He says, because if he sees three, three, that means it is misaligned. But if he sees, if those lights becomes one light, that means the plane is aligned. So those three lights must become one. Then it gives the pilot a green light to land. It says, brother, brother Peregrine, before you do anything in life, you must seek the will of the Lord. But it says to him, finding the will of the Lord is one of the most difficult things that can ever happen in the life of a human being. Are we together? That's why as a believer, before you move, you look for confirmations before you make a next move you seek the face of the Lord now he says the three lines that I'm going to speak about that uh, I want you to make sure that before you do anything they are they become one and this evening I want to help you that they become one because some of you have got decisions that you've got to make. You've got to let go of a certain journey and embark on a certain journey and you want to ask, what is the will of the Lord? He says, these three lines, the first thing, Brother Perry, whatever God wants you to do will always be scriptural there will not be one scripture against it. So this evening I say if you want to do something and you need to seek the will of the Lord make sure that there is no one scripture against it. Because why? God, God will never back up something that is unscriptural. Do you believe that God is not a respecter of a person but he is a respecter of his own way. So it makes sure that it is 100% scriptural. If there is one scripture against it, don't do it. That is the first light. Now it says the second one, if God wants to do something, he will put it on your heart. It will be your burden to you for you to do it. How many times have you ever come across the people they want to do something but they want to make it somebody's burden? No, God will put a burden upon your heart. It will be your burden. It will be your vision that God puts on your heart. Uh, hallelujah. I don't know whether is there anybody that has ever become restless about something. And you, and you felt a burden to do something. And maybe you spoke to other people they didn't share the same burden. God has allocated to you because God is not a, go, a God of a group but he's a God of an individual. He deals with individuals. If he shows you that it needs to be done, then he will put a burden on your heart. Hallelujah. Because a lot of times, people are under the burden of other people. People do things because somebody said they must do them. That, that is not the will of the Lord. The will of the Lord is that it must be your burden. You know why? If it is your burden, you will never leave it. But if it is a transferred burden, you will leave it. Are we together? 
Now the third light because after you have checked that there is no scripture against it and you have checked that it is your burden and the brother Brenham says if there is no scripture against it and it is your burden then God will provide the means for you to do it. Hallelujah. If it is God's will, it is God's bill. God will never take you somewhere where he will not provide. If he leads you, you shall follow because he has already seen the end before the beginning. Are we together? There is why if somebody starts something but expect somebody to finance it, maybe, maybe, it's not the issue that it cannot be done. God can use somebody to finance it, but you won't go around looking for them to finance. Are we together this evening? If it is God leading you, then it's God that will provide. Because why? God will never transfer, delegate his responsibilities. So those are the three, the three things that you must look at. No scripture against it. And then uh, uh, the second thing, God will put it on your burden. It will become your burden. And the, fourth, the third thing, he will provide the means. Now to the text that we have read here, there was no war between Syria and Israel. But the problem was that Syria had taken possession of Ramoth in Gilead. And now Ramoth Gilead, it belonged to Israel. And now when Jehoshaphat, Brother Bram said Jehoshaphat was a godly man. But Ahab was an evil man. And then we see him as the king of the Judah going to Israel. And when he got to Israel, then he speaks, they, 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 they speak together. Then Ahab says, Know ye that Ramoth in Gilead is ours. Do, do you, do you, because it was the truth. But he says, now we need to go and take it from the hand of the king of Syria. For, for, for the king of Israel, it was already a decided thing. Ramoth and Gilead is ours. We need to go and possess it. But that is, let me tell you something. No matter how it may seem true, as long as you have not sought the will of the Lord, don't go that route. Because it may be the devil using it as a bait to trap you. Yes, he was right. Ramoth and Gilead belonged to them. Now, Jehoshaphat, he said unto Jehoshaphat, will thou go with me to battle to Ramoth Gilead? And Jehoshaphat said to the east, to the king of Israel, because these were brothers, I am as thou at my people are thy people my horses are thy horses they spoke about this beautiful alliance but if an alliance is not based on the will of the Lord that alliance will crumble they spoke good things to one another but because Jehoshaphat was a righteous man he said unto the king of Israel. Inquire. I pray thee at the word of the Lord today. Let us check what the word says about this. Let us check whether it is the will of the Lord. Because he was a righteous man. And listen, he says the word of the Lord today. Because Brother Brenham says in the message doing God's service without 
it being his will. He says, before you do anything, there is the five masts. I want you to remember this. No matter how sincere a man may be doing it, or doing God a service, this must be the first mast. He says the first thing, it must be his time to do it. So that means if, if, if that it must be God's time. A believer doesn't just wake up and do things. The believer operates in God's time. And if it is God's time, then it will attract God. The second thing, it, you must be in his time. So that means Moses, no matter how gracious he was, he could not build the ark. Because that was not the time to build the ark. And that was not God's time for that. So you must find his time. You must find your time. No wonder the prophet preached the message uh, recognizing your day and its message. Because what's happening, what has been preached previously, it may never be applying to you. The Pharisees, they come to Jesus, they want to tempt him. And they say, Moses has written that we can give our wives the letter of divorcement. But, but now Jesus, he moves them from that time to his time and he says from the beginning it was not so. Hallelujah, because when you come to God, you've got to let go of your will. You must follow God's will. The third thing that must happen, it must be in his season. It must be a season for that to happen. Hallelujah. The fourth thing, it must be according to his word that he has spoken. The fifth thing, it must be according to the person he has chosen to do it by. Now, going back to our text, although Ramoth and Gilead was theirs, the question was, was it the right time? Was it the right season? Was it according to the word of God? Was it according, did God say it was going to be according to Ahab? so when you run those masks then you will realize Jehoshaphat would have known although it looks like the truth although it sounds like the truth but it is not according to the word of the Lord are we together this evening now a permissive will it's always attractive but the danger is that there are consequences that you will suffer look at Biliam and Balak Balak goes to Biliam and Biliam was an anointed man and Balak says to Biliam and he says now I'm here there is a nation of Israel that we must curse. And he, Biliam, he goes and seeks the will of the Lord. And God says to him, Israel are my people. You must never say one word against them. Then Balak increased the monetary value and gave him a better reward. Then Biliam went again. Then God said, you can go. When God says no, no is enough. Because he will never change his mind about his way. If it is no first time, even if he said yes, but know that no remains. Because his perfect will will always stand. But people by human nature, they can never submit to God's perfect will. 
a lot of times God's perfect will is unpopular. God's permissive will is responsive to the needs of the people. This evening I say as believers, let's say to God, let me not be led by my needs, but let me be led by your will. Let me be led by your will. Because your perfect will will bring me to an, a perfect end. And when you stand with God's perfect will, it will always look ridiculous. But, but look, he says to Bilia, he says you may go, but on the way, there is an angel with a sword that is ready to, to, to slay him. Because why? His perfect will will always stand. So this evening, the bride must seek God's perfect will. Before you do anything, check what the word says. Check what the prophet says. Before you can make any move. But because we live during a time where there is a popularity contest, even amongst the ministers, and they go through with the popular appeal. That's why Brother Brennan became unpopular in our time. Because he stuck to God's perfect will. He was not willing to be popular. But he was willing to be honest with God. The perfect will will always make you honest. Because why? It will always go contrary to the popular belief. Are we still together? Amen. Now, a brother asked a question and I, I thought it applies if you want to know if something is a perfect will of God. In the message, question and answers. Paragraph 109 or question 109. He says, how does one know their rightful position in the body of Christ? Yes, it spoke about the body of Christ, but there is something that he says right at the end that I believe it ties up with God's perfect will. Hallelujah. Amen. And you know, if it is God's perfect will, it just runs smooth. But if it's man's will, it's a it's a problem after a problem. Because if it's God's perfect will, God takes takes the whole responsibility upon His shoulder. And if we can go by God's perfect will, we will really sleep at night. Because He will do planning for us. He will do the leadership for us. Because if he said go, he has already considered it done. So all you've got to do, you must just follow his will and say, wherever you go, I will follow. But a man is full of ideas. A man is full of options. He's got his own creativity. And my question is, in the end time where the knowledge has abound. Have you got the ability to disregard your knowledge and kneel down and say, God, is it your will? Because God is interested even in our daily routine. Even before you change the job and go somewhere, it's not a matter of saying, oh, this is a good position, I'm going there. I know people that made wrong moves and ended up divorcing. Yes, the job was right. The location was right. The company was right. But it was not God's will. Because when you step out of God's will, then you are on your own. But if you operate within his will, then he takes responsibility. You can go back to him and say, things don't work out. And he will make sure that they work out. Are we together? 
Now it says that would be the kind of question amongst many of us here tonight. How do you rightfully know? He says I'm presu- presuming that this brother wants to know what position in Christ or what part of Christ do I play? Now for instance I would like to say brother to give you the best answer I know your position in Christ is revealed to you by the Holy Spirit the will of God is revealed to you by the Holy Spirit because a believer is led by his spirit that's why he said go and tear in Jerusalem until you are endued with the Holy Spirit and after you are full of the Holy Spirit then the Holy Spirit will teach you all things he will be a comforter he will provide the leadership so this evening never be led by this hate but be led by the Spirit in your heart if you are led by your ideas your ideas have got got limitations but the Holy Spirit will never take you where he has never been before you may have not been there but if you follow him and it says right here left here right here you will reach your destination but a lot of times we believers we like the shortcuts and the shortcuts present problems to the believers but this evening I say let us seek the will of God and how you seek it actually no one has got a right to be a Christian until they are filled with the Holy Ghost because if it is the Holy Ghost in you it's no longer you making decisions it's the Holy Ghost in you making decisions and if it is the Holy Ghost in you making decisions it's the Holy Ghost that will take responsibility do we trust God in 2016 or do we trust our ideas or do we trust our contact I don't know how many people have ever walked away from what seems a good deal and say it doesn't connect with my spirit walked away from a good paying job and say look it doesn't connect with Rare in the end time. It says, and then if you want to know whether it's the Holy Spirit, find out whether he blesses what you are doing or not. If he blesses it, then that's him. If he doesn't bless it, that's not him. Are we together? Hallelujah. Because if it's him, he will bless it. If he doesn't bless it, then that's not him. If it gives you a headache, that's not him. God will never bring you something that steals your joy. He will always bring something that will bless you. Hallelujah. If it gives you a challenge, it's just to test you for a season. And this, this can apply to every in every area of our lives. That if he blesses it, then it's him. Hallelujah. I know a lot of times where people would do something and you find that it's not the will of the Lord. And he just puts them on a downward spiral. And, and, and it's just chaos after chaos. And you wonder, did we seek the will of the Lord first? Because it 
during our time people are not able to wait in prayer people are in a red race they want to do this fast. Brother Bram says it's a neurotic age. Have you got the ability to commit something to God and say, God, I will not move until you show me that you are part of this. And if you are not part of it, then I will not be part of it. Because it may be the devil's trap. Do I have young people here? You don't just rush into a marriage. You've got to wait upon the Lord and check whether it is his will and if it is his will he will show you. And if it is not his will he will will show you. But don't go by lust. Learn to wait upon the Lord. It goes for us as parents as well. There are certain decisions that we make and if we don't make them right, they make our families to suffer. Have we got the ability to wait upon the face of the Lord and say, Lord, if it's not your will, I will not pursue this. But if it is your will, show me that it is your will. And you can never know whether it is his will if you don't have relationship with him. You've got to know him. You've got to have communion with him. You've got to know what pleases him because you are in communion. But a lot of times we have not regarded God as a partner. No. Actually people use God as an emergency center when things go wrong that's when we rush to God but learn that before you do something before there is any emergency you go to him and say God I'm planning this I want you to come and be part of it and show me that you are part of it and how do we know it if you do it and he blesses it that means he's part of it if he doesn't bless it, if I was you, I will step out of it and say, my God is not part of it, then I will not be part of it. If it's part of it, I tell you where it seems impossible, God will step in and he will do certain things that will become a miracle. Are we together? Yes, brothers. Yes, because I think it was Brother Dipadi that was telling me the other time. I say, sometimes when we say people must go into business, we are not referring to everybody. You don't just hear brothers say, hey, now brothers, we are running businesses. If you try, and God did not call you to that, you will be in so much trouble. So don't go with what people are saying. But, but check his will. Because God has got a unique plan for everything individual. He doesn't have a blanket approach. No, he's got his people. Because why? If he says go this way, whatever the journey will require, he has already deposited it in you. And if you go that way, but you don't have the deposits in you to withstand the challenges that will come, then you will disintegrate. But the, the thing is, let us seek him first. And if we have found him, he will come and bless our way. Are we together, brethren? Amen. Sometimes the research can look good. But you are not basing your thing on the research. No, 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 no. You are basing 
move upon the will of the Lord. Young girls, doesn't mean that everyone gets married. You should go around and say, I want to get married. It may not be God's timing. It may not be God's will. And you may invite headaches to your life. Learn not to go with the group, but follow the leadership of the Holy Spirit. And if it is the leadership of the Holy Spirit, I can can tell you, God can open ways. Where doors are closed, God will open them. Because if, if he says, come, and you follow, you follow a God that has got credentials. He opened the Red Sea. He closed the lion's mouth. He is a powerful God. If he says, go, you follow, and you will see what he will do. But don't go before you find out whether he is the one leading. If we do it like that, and those three three lights become one, then we know we are operating under his will. And he will take care of everything. God bless you richly. Where he leads me, I will follow. As long as he's the one leading. Lord, that if we go on astray, Lord Father, we'll have someone to correct us, Lord Father, Lord. Lord, I want to thank you for our pastor, Lord Father, Lord, who can stand, Lord, in the gap, Lord Father, Lord. I pray, Lord, may you restore all the virtue that left his body, Lord Father, Lord. Knowing, Lord Father, we not we don't come on a Wednesday night and a Sunday morning, Lord, to see a man, Lord, but we come to see the God in the man, Lord Father, Lord. And we thank you, Lord Father, Lord, that we know we came a 
with needs, Lord Father, Lord, mm. but you fulfill them, Lord Father, Lord. Mm. Some came here with empty bowls, Lord, and you fill them, Lord Father, Lord. Yeah. I pray, Lord, I want to thank you, Lord Father, for giving us safe traveling mercies to the building, Lord. And even as we leave, Lord Father, Lord, we pray, Lord, may you be with us, Lord Father. Be mm. the, drivers, the driver of the vehicles, Lord Father. Let Lord. it be even so Even tomorrow, fun. Lord, as we start a new day, Lord Father, Lord, we know Satan's going to come with attacks, Lord Father, Lord. Mm. But we know, Lord Father, as we have you on our side, Lord, no weapon formed against us shall prosper, Lord Father, Lord. Yes. So we pray, Lord, may you lead us tomorrow, that Lord. Whatever so. we say, Lord, whatever we do, Lord, may it be according to your will, Lord Father, Lord. Mm. We want to be in your perfect will, Lord Father, yes. Lord. If we're going to say anything or do anything that will offend you, Lord Father, Lord, we pray may you forgive us, Let Lord it Father, be so, Father. We ask this, Lord, in not any other name, but in your never-failing name, Lord, in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Brother Joseph plays the guitar. Brother Joseph plays the guitar. It's a secret that I've learned. Normally when he plays the guitar, Sister Bianca and Sister Josephina are the ones backing him. It's the Chetty Trio. So they will bless you on Sunday. Amen. Amen. No pressure. God bless. Give us a dismissal song till we meet. Have a blessed week. We love you. Yes. Bless you. Bless you.